Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. So the biggest benefit of using DDaaS in public cloud is the public cloud infrastructure as a service. Why so? Uh, because the infrastructure as a service cuts down the cost of standby hardwares by replacing them with the on-demand cloud resources. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. What comes to your mind when I say disaster? Some of these? Well, these are the natural disaster. But when we look from a technology perspective, disasters can come in any form, like the natural disasters, equipment failures, power outages, cyber attacks, and many more. Disaster is a nightmare for any IT organization, as the average cost of enterprise IoT downtime is estimated to be close to $5,600 per minute. What is disaster recovery? Disaster recovery is the organized, disaster recovery can be considered as a subset of business continuity. Consider a scenario where all your IT infrastructure, including the production and backup server is created in the local premise. The data and business applications are therefore hosted on the local server. What will happen if the entire area gets affected by a, like an earthquake or a ransomware attack. What is your plan to protect the critical business data then? Disaster recovery is the process of keeping the business running even when your local premise is hit by a disaster. How does disaster recovery work? The workload from local IT is replicated, not a backup, to offsite uh, server locations which acts as a secondary IT infrastructure for your application. When I say the replication, it means that the entire business um, uh, process, uh, data and application is mirrored to the uh, redundant server in real time. Whereas during the backup, uh, the data is stored in redundant server only at a particular time. When you are affected by a, a disaster, this of your local IT infra is shifted to the remote DI. This process is called failover, and the offsite location uh, is called the failover site. Hence, um, you can keep your uh, work uh, uh, going on amidst the disaster um, from the failover site with minimal uh, down, minimal or no downtime. There may be a little uh, slowness uh, in in the uh, access. Um, when the after effects of the disaster have been dealt with and your local um, IT comes into a normal working state, the access can be restored uh, with a process called the failback. So uh, let's look into uh, what a disaster recovery as a service looks like. So disaster recovery as a service is a cloud computing model that allows an organization to take the backups of its data and IT infrastructure in a third-party computing environment and provide all the DR orchestration. Also, the it is also a SaaS solution to regain the access and functionality to the IT infrastructure after a disaster. The DRAS market is expected to raise to uh, 12.54 billion by 2022. So, uh, see here um, uh, the working of the DRAS. 
with DRAS, an organization physical server or virtual machines are replicated to the cloud. The service provider that hosts the infrastructure using public or a private cloud. And depending on the type of uh, um, desire and, and the failover basically happens. Okay. Disaster. Depending on the specific type of disaster recovery as a service uh, chosen by the customer, the provider will also be able to manage the failover process, transitioning the user from primary environment to its hosted service environment, migrating the workload back to the uh, customer environment when uh, the uh, local IT has come up back. So that is the failback. So let's see the difference between an on-prem and a cloud uh, disaster recovery. In on-prem, the on-site servers will allow for more control over your server. It keeps uh, the company data private and as no third party uh, is associated. The data is accessible without the internet. However, on on-prem DR, the disadvantages are increased capital investment should have all your infra in place and limited scalability with the growth of the organization. Uh, you should keep adding your uh, infrastructure uh, to keep our, uh, to ensure that as the organization is growing, you have sufficient uh, uh, investment done on the hardware. Need for the space to build and store your hardware. Additional cost for maintenance, management, and IT support. Data loss more likely to occur during disaster because it depends on how you are planning your on-prem. If it uh, is like entirely two different location, the cost will again increase. If it is close by, then the chances of um, incurring the uh, amount will be again higher. Uh, sorry, in uh, the chances of data impacting due to disaster will be higher. So that's the reason uh, why disaster recovery uh, as a service uh, is gaining more traction. That um, uh, over the cloud is no on-site hardware uh, or building cost. The scalable uh, to the growth of the business needs. Pay only for what you use. It's easy to connect uh, to cloud from anywhere, any device. Backing data to the cloud can happen uh, as often as every 15 minutes. So uh, lately we have seen a lot of enterprises have started evaluating the disaster recovery options on the public cloud, uh, to name a few, AWS, Microsoft, Azure, Google Cloud Platform, and others. So why is this sudden adoption? Uh, the sudden adoption of public cloud resources is because of the migration of employees to the remote workspace, given the current pandemic situation. So the biggest benefit of using DRAS in public cloud is the public cloud infrastructure as a service. Why so? Uh, because the infrastructure as a service cuts down the cost of the standby hardwares uh, by replacing them with the on-demand cloud resources. So this basically implies that you know DRAS has the foundation on cloud infrastructure. So that is an interesting point to note when DRAS is having a lot of benefits in the cloud infrastructure. So let us see how DRAS is offered uh, by a few of the well-known uh, cloud service providers. So first, let us look at AWS, so Amazon Web Services. So Amazon Web Services uh, cloud-based disaster recovery and uh, workload migration offerings are provided to cloud, are provided through the cloud Endura DRS. 
So this was acquired some time back, and their integration with AWS kind of provided the DRAS services in AWS. So this uh, Cloud Endera DRS uh, can replicate the workloads from on-premise or any other uh, infrastructure as a service environment to AWS, or it can even do it between AWS regions. So it has the flexibility of both uh, replicating from on-prem or from other infrastructure as a service to AWS or even across AWS. So this is the brief architectural view of how exactly the cloud Endura DRAS is provided in AWS, which has the primary site and then it has the secondary failover site. So then uh, why do we have to use AWS DRS, right? So there are a couple of interesting advantages that one needs to consider, like some of the key consideration how Ranjini mentioned, right? So one of them is the continuous data replication. So the continuous data replication always uh, has a low cost because it uses enough AWS compute and enough AWS storage resources to support the data replication only on on-demand basis. And the second important point to notice is the automated machine conversions from any native phone to the supported AWS instance and images. So it does complete uh, automatic conversions between them. And another important thing is uh, it supports the popular enterprise softwares, operating systems, cloud environments, including Azure, GCP, IBM Cloud, Oracle, to name a few, and VMware too. So, and another very important point is the point in time recovery. That is the ability to recover either the most current application state or some of the prior time application state and a non-disruptive uh, DR testing. So how Ranjini mentioned the point in time recovery is a very important crucial criteria in DRS, right? So that is pretty well covered in the AWS uh, DRS. So all of these kind of uh, gives you a gist of what are the key points that you should consider if you are going to use AWS DRS. So next, uh, let's look at Azure. So Azure uh, Site Recovery offers the DRAS service. So it is no known as Azure Site Recovery. Uh, so that is the feature that provides you this uh, offering. So it, it has provided this offering through an acquisition it has done uh, way back in 2014. So this service is used to protect the physical as well as the virtual windows or the Linux workloads outside of its uh, primary data center. And it's a traditional on-premise on backup services. So the emphasis here is given on protection for these uh, workloads. So what exactly uh, happens uh, during this Azure uh, site recovery setup process is that you can either choose um, Azure or any other data center for the replication target. So you're given that flexibility over here. Then in the case of a disaster, like how Shweta mentioned, disaster can occur in any form, right? In any case of those disaster, your apps can still continue to operate in the Azure cloud with a very minimal downtime. So it should be very measurable and minimal. So that is a good point to note here. So then the Azure Site Recovery also supports the cloud failover of both the VMware and Hyper-V virtual infrastructure. So it supports the virtualization failover as well, uh, not only restricted to VMware, but also provided to the Hyper-V. So as I mentioned, right, uh, so 
when I say that it protects uh, both uh, physical and virtual windows outside of the primary data center and traditional on-premise backup systems, right? Uh, what are the additional services that it provides? Because protection is something that DRS is meant to be, right? So some of the additional key factors to note are, um, it does an on-demand creation of VM instances during the recovery incidents. So everything is done on demand basis. It's not pre-configured as you would do it in an hardware kind of uh, DRAS environment in an on-prem. So, and another thing to note is it provides a, uh, a non-disruptive DR testing kind of a scoping environment for you. And uh, the other thing is that the targets can be customized when you have to do a recovery point a recovery environment setup for you you can customize the target objectives and you can even customize the recovery time objectives so there is a lot of flexibility given to the user to customize these along with that the customer can also customize the recovery plans in the form of a run books so and these run books can be uh, leveraged using the Azure automation of the PowerShell scripts. So you can have a set of commands put into this uh, run books using the Azure automation uh, feature that is provided or using the PowerShell scripts. So this kind of makes the complex scenarios very simple for us to do in terms of automated environment. So that those are the key highlights that you can note in the Azure DRAS services. Yeah, moving on Shweta. So let us see next uh, about uh, GCP, the, the Google Cloud Platform. So one of the key points to note in GCP is that the Google Cloud does not offer a packaged DRAS as like Azure or AWS. But however, the important point to note here is that it provides documentation on the cloud-based disaster recovery planning and how to use the existing GCP services as a DRAS platform. So it, uh, it provides all the resources that is required over there. So it also offers many products that can be used as a building block when you're creating a secure and reliable DR plan. So this is more like a do-it-yourself DR plan, right? Like how Ranjini was telling in the different types of DRAS of, of offerings provided by the companies, right? So some of the building blocks that GCP provides uh, to build your own DRAS plans are uh, cloud DNS, cloud storage, and the compute engine. So, and along with this, the other important thing that GCP offers is that it has a strong partnership with various companies like Veeam, Actifio, and uh, Zerno that offer disaster recovery capabilities on GCP. So you, they have a very good tie-up and you can choose from any one of those offerings as well. So having said this, uh, what are the key considerations? Why do you have to go for the GCP kind of a DRAS environment, right? So as I said, uh, GCP services uh, are very useful if you want to do a do-it-yourself kind of a DRAS process, right? So when you do that, do it kind of your DRAS process, what are the services that you get? So the three important services that you can think of is the cloud monitoring, cloud status dashboard. So what it does is it helps you to do the application monitoring, the metrics evaluation, the events assessment. And another thing is the cloud deployment manager. So what it does, it automatically creates the GCP environment for the predefined templates that you have mentioned in your uh, runbooks. 
And the third part is the third party infrastructure templating. So as I mentioned, they have a good tie ups with other firms, right, who provide the DRAS services. So it provides a third party infrastructure templating using them and configuring management softwares with the GCP supports that are available. Like um, you have Chef, you have Terraform, you have Ansible. So using the existing GCP services in collaboration with the other offerings, you can get a full-fledged benefit of your DRAS environment, right? So that is the key pointers that you can consider if you're choosing for the GCP DRAS. So let's see about uh, VMware now. So VMware provides the DRAS through the acquisition of Datrium, which was done recently. So it provides a easy to use a cloud-based solution that kind of combines uh, the two important critical things. That is the efficient cloud storage with a simple SaaS-based kind of a management uh, for uh, efficient IT resilient at scale. So the benefits that one can see if one opts for uh, VMware DRAS is that the consistency and the familiarity with VMware products across production and DR sites because it's been a pioneer in the virtualization platform for quite some time. So people are very familiar with those products. And the second thing is uh, a pay when you need failover capability model is provided. So only when you need it, you kind of pay for that. And the third thing is there is this instant power on capabilities for the faster recovery. So automatically things are handled in terms of power on, powering on the virtual machines. So this is a brief uh, infrastructure of how the VMware DRAS looks in terms of the STDC cluster, the on-premise data stores using the cloud-based services in between. So it shows the complete picture of the production side and the failover side. So, um, as I spoke about all the other offerings, here also we'll look at why VMware. So what are the key points in VMware DRAS? Why would I go for it? So the first uh, thing that I mentioned is the on-demand. So as I mentioned, there is an instant power on without the need for the VM conversions. For, so what does this do basically? So because there is an instant operation involved, there is a faster recovery. So the downtime is very minimalistic. The second thing is the easy to use because uh, folks are aware about the VMware products. There is a kind of a consistency and continuum involved over there. So that kind of makes the product easy to use. And also along with that, there is a continuous health checks which is being done. And there is an automated audit reports which the admin can review and kind of assess the status of the environment. So that also is a very good pointer to note here. And the third one is the cloud economics. So what exactly is that? So it, it kind of provides the cost-effective cloud storage with pay-when-capacity model. So you pay only when you kind of need a specific amount of storage or compute from the cloud. So uh, what I would say is that along with the VMware DRAS, VMware has a couple of other offerings which you can kind of collaborate together to have a better DRAS service. So to name them is the VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery, VMware Site Recovery, VMware Site Recovery Manager. So these are the multiple offerings that VMware provides in terms of the DDoS uh, platform. So the organization can either use them as silos or they can combine them together to have a better uh, recovery in terms of the disaster events. So having said all this, right, um, these are the few forerun 
forefront runners in terms of DRAS. But also, if you see the latest reports of um, Forrester, uh, there are some of the upcoming budding leaders in the DRAS market. To name a few are SunGuard, Island, IBM, and Nscaled, Verizon, Evolt, and Accident. So these are some of the few budding DRAS uh, front-run players in this platform who are uh, giving a right so the intention of kind of uh, walking you through with some of the big offerings over here is to let you know how these offerings are provided by the key players in the cloud platform as well as uh, to also let you know the consideration that these are not just the folks who are offering you the DRAS services but there are also some budding players whose DRAS services can be leveraged so end of the day what i'm trying to say is that whose service you use depends on the business use case that you have. So something that my business use case will require might be a VMware DRAS, the one which Shweta or Ranjini's business case might be something different. So end of the day, as Ranjini mentioned, your key considerations are very important in order to determine what kind of DRAS you need. So for all of that, you need to understand the DRAS better as Shweta mentioned. So that kind of gives you a overall brief summary of why we had so many sections in our talk to make you understand the gist of DRAS. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.